Hey everybody, Ted Forbes. Welcome back to the Art of Photography. In this video, I wanna explore some of the early black and white work of Saul Leiter. I've talked about Saul before on the show and he's a photographer who's been an enormous influence on me. He, his work has an enormous impact, I think, on a lot of photographers and he's probably best known for his early color work. And the early color work is completely different than what we're gonna look at today. I'm gonna to pull out a book that I got that was published this year called Early Black and White. Um, it's part of the whole series that Early Color was from. And you're gonna see that the black and white work is considerably different than what we are used to seeing with the color work. The color work uh, combines a wonderful sense of street photography of New York City in the 1950s and 1960s with these wonderful deep reds and oranges and occasionally blues and purples as well. And there's also a layer of abstraction that comes with those where Saul would like shoot through windows or he would catch reflections and he would add a layer of complexity into the work that he was doing. The black and white work is kind of the opposite of all that and I think this speaks to the talent level that Saul Leiter was working on and it speaks to his genius as an artist and so probably the best thing to do is come over and look at some images so without further ado this is the black and white work of Saul Leiter. This is Saul Leiter early black and white and this is volume one interior volume two exterior as I mentioned these come together in a slipcase uh, and they come out and they are designed to match the earlier work early color which was the color uh, work that's, that was released that kind of started the Saul Leiter craze and what's really interesting to me is first of all I love how these are all set to match um, as, as components of one another but what's really interesting too is if you're used to seeing the early color work uh, it's very different and what we're seeing is Saul approaching um, all of these here's one of the classic images from early color uh, this gentleman in the cab but the, they're all completely different approaches and Saul treated each of these as different mediums so the color work was kind of one medium doing these street scenes uh, where you have uh, these layers of complexity use of subframing uh, things like shooting through windows or shooting in reflections or using weather um, elements of abstraction that, that add to the complexity of these and these are completely different so the interior black and white we're going to start with is a very personal look um, Exteriors probably have more in common with the street photography that was in color, but they are really their own thing as well. So I wanna go ahead and start with the interior work. I wanna start with this image, which is titled Jean from 1948. And this is really kind of the complete opposite with what we see in the complexity of the color work. What you're gonna see in pretty much most of the shots in this book is, you know, these are mostly friends of Saul Leiter and they're in situations that were, you know, very casual, maybe improvised, where he was incorporating the camera into the time spent with, with hanging out with his friends. And so a lot of times these images portray a more intimate relationship between the viewer, between us and the subject. And I think this is a, a wonderful personification of this with, with Jean. And what we see here is just a very simple but beautiful portrait of a woman with her head in her hands. And she kind of blurs out as it drifts to the bottom of the frame. And very elegant, very beautiful, but also very intimate. Whereas we do not have that sense from the street photos. A lot of times the street photos, we don't make out faces necessarily people's heads can be turned uh, there there is as I mentioned that complexity and that value of color that come into play and the black and white work is very different and I think in some ways these could be different photographers even because it, it the work is just um, night and day in some ways. I mean, again, here we have, this is Deborah from 1947, and it's a very intimate, very informal portrait, and really just shows off personal beauty, and again, that relationship between uh, the, the, the viewer and the subject of the photograph. Um, another one from, I love this angle, from Inez, beautiful portrait taken from over her shoulder. And, uh, you know, just really letting these people's personalities come through. Uh, even the self-portrait that's in here is, is Saul being very casual, being very informal, 
Another great one is, is Dick and Adele from 1947, and just the way they're sitting, juxtaposed, you know, you kind of wonder what's going on. You know, these, these begin to tell a story a little bit, whereas I think that some of the street photographs from the color work uh, are open for more interpretation as to what might be going on or what the image says to the viewer, but these are definitely more casual um, and, and way more informal. Another one of my favorites is Jean with Cup in 1948, and just beautiful portraits, kind of classic portraiture style, but, but uh, really, really nicely done. Another great one is, this is Jerry from 1949, who's this very skinny character uh, bent over. And it's just, it's a wonderful portrait, wonderful use of light. And I love the way he's accentuated kind of the, it's not a silhouette, but almost a character of the person that you feel like you're getting to know. Another great one is, this one's called Party from 1948. And as I mentioned, these were all mostly friends of Saul's uh, and their children. And so not only do we have, you know, what I'm saying is he's making out as a very intimate relationship with the viewer, but these were people that Saul was very close to and so that obviously is going to reflect in the work this is another interesting one Kathy and Gloria and I'm going to talk about another episode that I did on Saul Leiter's influences but what we have is uh, Edgar Vuillard who did a series of paintings of you know informal subjects of people sitting around the house or at the dinner table and and using the subject in the environment and I think that that probably was an influence on Saul on some of these uh, in capturing these um, Anyway, just amazing stuff. I want to move over to early black and white part two, the exterior, and talk about how those are a little bit different too. Moving on to exterior, and this first image, I think, brings a lot of this into play. Uh, you know, obviously, Saul does not have the color usage at his disposal. Um, the exploitation he did of lots of deep reds and yellows and oranges, sometimes purples and blues. But we don't have that as, as an element to use in the composition. But like the color, all of a sudden, we do not feel personable with the people. And some of this may be a reflection of how Saul felt around his friends versus being out on the street in New York. Um, New York can be a city like that where sometimes as crowded as it is, it can feel very lonely. And I think you do see some of that in these images, which is interesting because we just don't have that intimacy anymore that we had previously. Uh, things tend to be a little more solemn, people tend to be on the go, um, and we don't have that relationship. Even stuff like this boy shot through a window from the street, um, you know, it's kind of a sense of longing and, and we don't feel connected as much. Again, with this theme of loneliness, uh, you know, some more classic kind of street pictures. Uh, this gentleman on a subway bent over, and here's another one. Uh, this is called Subway Lady. Uh, people he sees in passing. Another thing we see in here, again with the Subway series, is interesting perspectives as far as angles go and the way we see people coming up through these. And a lot of these use some very classic compositional quote-unquote rules, but it's really interesting to see the study that Leiter does on these and kind of how they're depicted. Another thing that's very cool about the exterior um, volume of this book is that we start to see these little series of experiments that are going on. So that like, for instance, there's this whole thing, this is Shoes of the Shoeshine Man. And so what we have are this whole series of, of shoes that are taken. And what we see is Saul experimenting with this. Uh, I love how worn out these shoes are. Anyway, some really great street photography, but also uh, just, you know, with, with this whole idea of working with a theme and working through it and different variations on that. This is another Shoes of the Shoeshine Man. Uh, which is really cool that we see in Saul's work. Finally, I want to talk about uh, this little series, which I think, much like the shoes, are something that Saul was working with um, in picking a subject and exploring different variants of said subject. And this is one where, you know, I've mentioned on the show many times, when, when, when you're dealing with composition, if you can find ways to frame things where things are closer to the edge, you know, I think in classic composition, being near the middle tends to be thought of as a little more flat, whereas if you have points of 
interest when you start to employ rules of thirds, odds, etc., which is you know all basic stuff. But anytime you can frame something up so you can put your subject closer to the edge, it does draw a different kind of emphasis to it. We start to see this with this, where it's just back. It's somebody bent over, obviously. But there's enough information to tell what's there, and then it's taking up the lower half of that image with largely a lot of negative space in here, save this building over here, which is still kind of blurred out in the background. And we see a little bit of an exploration as, as Saul goes through this. This one's called Feather from 1955, and this woman with the feather in her hat. And again, she's look where she's placed at the bottom of the composition. So we're not dealing with rule of thirds here. We're not dealing with you know what we would normally deem pleasing, but we are drawing emphasis to that, which is interesting too because in this image. Um, there are a lot of kind of mid-tones here that kind of blend together. So I think that this technique works particularly well in here, enforcing that to be brought out of the picture a little bit. I think, you know, this is obviously Saul's a genius at this stuff. Another one with these two sailors from 1952, uh, an outdoor shot. So, you know, a lot of, you, you see these things where Saul would like kind of thematically start to explore a little bit over the course of, of many compositions. And these are from different years. This is Man with Tie in 1949. And so they're different eras, but but I think they're things that Saul came back to. Of course, you know, when these books are put together and designed and, you know, they, you want to create a thematic flow as we go through. And I think it's neat that they grouped a lot of these together. And I think it's also important to note that the dates on these force us to realize they're from completely different time periods. So you start to see a thought process from somebody like Saul Leiter, who, you know, it, this happened over the course of a career. And I think that's really important. But anyway, this is the, um, the early black and white work of Saul Leiter. I want to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at lynda.com. If you're not familiar with lynda.com, it is a monthly subscription service, and they have probably one of the most extensive libraries of online video training that you're going to find anywhere. So if you want to learn anything in the visual arts, whether that's software, whether it's Photoshop, Lightroom, Illustrator, InDesign, maybe you want to learn how to code, they have videos on photography, they have videos on lighting, uh, you name it, they probably have it there. They literally have tens of thousands of videos and courses on there. And it's kind of cool because you can go in, you can either take a course on something if you want to completely learn Lightroom or Photoshop from the ground up or anything else for that matter or if you want to just search for some topic that you're having trouble with. So a lot of times like the other day I was looking for something I'm trying to remember how to do alpha filters in Photoshop and just go find your videos and go and I have a cool little setup at my desk here so if you subscribe to Lenda you can download the app and this comes for iOS and Android and I keep that on my iPad and I'll keep the videos up there while I have the software open on my computer so I can just totally work along and this works really nicely. Of course, when you're logged into the app, you can also save videos to watch later. You can actually create playlists and it's really cool. So if you want to try lynda.com, I recommend that you do. They have a deal right now for Art of Photography viewers where you can get seven days completely free. What you want to do is go to lynda.com slash AOP. That is lynda with a y.com slash AOP. That will give you seven days of unlimited access to the entire website. And uh, go check it out and see if it's right for you. I've been a subscriber for years and I really do like Linda. And I want to give them a special shout out and thanks again for making another episode of The Art of Photography possible. Saul Leiter was an amazing photographer who operated on a very high artistic level, and you can clearly see that as evidenced in the work that we're looking at. I've covered him several times on the show, and what is really interesting to me is when you look at the color work that he did, and then you look at the black and white work, and you realize that they are so different. It's almost like two photographers in that sense. And this is kind of two things that, that are indicated through this. Is one, 
is that Saul approached everything according to the medium, had an enormous amount of respect for the medium. It wasn't just, I'm going to shoot black and white work and it's the same approach I have, it's just not in color. It's completely different and he really had a lot of respect for that and it also speaks to his talent level. Uh, he was one of those people who just operated on another plane and it's clearly evidenced in a lot of this work. I also like the fact that through a lot of these studies like the shoes we looked at or you know these, these kind of composition studies of heads being in the lower part of the frame that you also see that Saul was constantly experimenting and trying to revisit ideas and evolve and I think that's really incredible. Um, I have another show if you guys are interested. About two weeks ago, if you haven't seen it, I did a show called Who Influenced Saul Leiter? And it was a really fun show to do. And what happened was I was actually preparing to do this show. And I got hung up with an interview that I found with Saul. And he was talking about some of his early influences who were um, all painters. It was Degas, Vuillard, and Bonnard. And all three of these individuals were French artists associated with the Impressionist movement. But they were also all photographers. And so I did an episode hypothetically looking for some of the influence, not only between the painting and the photography of Saul's influences, but how that may have impacted what he did. And we looked at a lot of this early black and white look work. And so I had a lot of fun doing that. I will link that up at the end of the show. I'll also put a link in the show notes. And also I wanna mention, if you were interested in getting a copy of the early black and white book, um, I would do it fairly soon. It is out of print. And I wish I did this episode several months ago, but that's not the case. It You can still find copies of it, but it's just getting a little harder to find. Um, when I was in New York, I found my copy at the Museum of Modern Art, and they had at least two other copies uh, in their bookstore. Um, I also did some interviews with uh, Howard Greenberg and then also Bob Seamus, who were involved with that publication, and we were talking about Harold Feinstein. Um, Howard mentioned to me that the book is out of print, and they do these just for the passion of it. Um, they have an arrangement with Steidl where they will publish these books, and they do a run of them, and it's just, they're not done for a lot of money, they're just done for fun. And unfortunately, that means that they're not in long run. So if I, if you were interested in a copy, I would definitely try to get one as soon as possible. And I'll link, put some links to the show notes and possibilities for that too. Amazon, there's also Powell's, there's a number of places, eBay even. Uh, but anyway, uh, amazing stuff. And uh, if you enjoyed this video, I wish you would hit the like button and I wish you would share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll stay up to date on all the latest and greatest videos as they come out. Until the next time, this is Ted Forbes. I'll see you in the next video. Later.